Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Start slow, but we're always, always going to finish fast. No matter what the score was, we're going to finish hard. We're going to finish fast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. With just one hour until kickoff. Regardless of the scoreboard, you're going to be successful because you put in all the time, all the effort, all the hard work, and you're going to go out with this win. Joe has you covered like an all-pro safety. Steps up. Throws. Rashad is tackling topics like a blitzing linebacker. Pressure drops. Parsons came flying through. Football Sunday on the Odyssey app. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. And 1080 The Fan. Welcome into Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. What, what? Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor here with you in the middle of football season. What is it? Week four college football. We got week three NFL. Rashad, I I was saying before the show that, you know, usually it's a kind of like 1080 the fan way to uh, not get into sports in the first segment. But man, I feel just on football season, football Sunday, it's just almost a disservice. There's so much football going on right now. It's overwhelming. Well, you know, we're at that point now to where we absolutely, you know, love everything football because it's you know it's back you know it's our baby it's america exactly and so here it is (laughs) you know right in front of us for right now so you're giving it we're in the cupcake stage right now with football like you know we're yeah we're in that caking stage to where it's like you know you want to snuggle up close to it right oh yeah you whisper little things to you send it those little weird texts you know during the day what's up with you like that's what we're doing right now with football we have that love affair with it but it'll i'm not gonna say it's gonna die down but i think some of the some of that kind of goes away as we get, uh, you know, throughout the season and like deeper into the season, week, you know, 12, 13, 14, stuff like that. But for right now, man, I, the conversation for everybody is football. Whether oh, yeah. it's Pop Warner football, whether it's high school, whether it's, you know, uh, college and, and NFL, like football is all the, all the rage for, for September. You know, for the, this, is, this is really football's. All the cool uh, kids are doing it. Everybody's doing it right now, man. <laughs> Don't you want to be cool? Like cool. this is so. This is what it is right now, and like I, I love it. Like football is so much fun. Like people, basketball is awesome and everything. Like don't get me wrong, I love basketball. It's you know probably my favorite sport uh, to watch at least. But 
man, like there's no tailgate for basketball. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? There's not, no, not not quite. No. Yeah, no, there's there's no like fun getting ready for the week. Like you might pregame with some friends, stop at a bar or something like that yeah, before Spirit a of seventy seven, sorry, not as cool as making breakfast sandos out in the parking lot it's, of Otson. It's just not. Now maybe if there were, you know what I'm saying, places to go around and had they had like some type of tailgate style events for basketball games. And I know they do for like once your team makes it to the the finals and like, okay yeah well, they have cool. the like watch like, party yeah kind well, of, well that's yeah. cool but you know i'm talking about like man it's blazers versus pelicans and like man or have some people out there and do that and i think more people will be inclined to come but i think it's the the pageantry that comes with football that makes it so much more fun 100 you know I mean like there's the fireworks before the games it, the teams running out through the smoke the you know the, the colleges with you know their their school songs and stuff like that like Yo, there's something special like about that. So it's hard not to get up for football season. Hundred percent, man. And uh, what made yesterday great? Obviously, uh, a lot of the good things happening in college football, um, especially from uh, an Oregon Ducks side of things. But the one thing that uh, got me excited for football yesterday, Rashad, was a game that was under everybody's radar. Not really uh, anybody to it except uh, a few people out in the Newburgh area, and that is. My Hornets, the uh, third, fourth grade flag football team, we go out and we get our first win, baby. Oh, look at you guys. Coach Fisher. On the the, board. The regime starts with a dub. We were flying around on defense, swatting around passes. All all it took was the one touchdown. We just jet-sweeped that baby, took it about 40 yards. We're good. And then uh, we just held him off the rest of the way. I think you should get an extension. Uh, I I think they found the coach of the future who is going to lead that team into the promised land. There's talks, but I want to get through the season. I want to focus on the team, the boys, you know, coaching them up. And then, you know, when that uh, time comes, we'll uh, we'll get to the table and we'll work some things out. I actually went to a youth football game yesterday as well and saw uh, Malala play against the Jefferson 7th and 8th grade team. And there's some kids on there like, man, you're special and you can tell, you know, but – there was this kid from on Malala. I'm sure. No, no, from Jefferson, like from, Je- <laughs> but, but from Malala. No, there was this. They had this receiver who literally caught everything that was. You're in telling me that Malala is not a hotbed for talent in the Portland metro area. I'll be honest. Growing up, we weren't very scared of Malala. I'll be, I'll, I'll be, you know, completely honest with you. I'm sure they have amazing athletes, but probably just not enough of them, you know, in that in that area. But man, in this game against these seventh and eighth graders, and mind you. A lot of these seventh and eighth graders from, you know, the Jefferson teams and Grant teams, they end up going to Central Catholic and they end up going to Jesuit and kind of away from the north and northeast schools, which has been a big. What do you know? Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry to break it to you, bro, but it's a it's a real thing, man. Those those guys tend to get poached, you know, do they live close to those schools, Rashad? Well, Central Catholic potentially, but Jesuit, no. Not if you're from North and Northeast Portland. Interesting. However, yeah. Well, that kind of sounds unfair. I mean, it, just, it might be a little bit. But might be when, another topic for another well, day. Yeah, sorry. but, I mean, we can go on about this all day. We'll podcast <laughs> about that at some point. You know, however, but you just look at some of those kids and like, man, you're going to be great. But they, had, Malala had this receiver that was so good. He ended up winning the game for them with like a minute and a half left on this crazy bobbled kind of catch and still pulled it in over two guys like yeah you're nice bro you're gonna be good so (laughs) you're nice no so and like for me watching pop warner you know and you're gonna get an opportunity as you continue to do this and you're gonna see some kids that go on and do some amazing things in sports man and that's that's kind of the really cool thing about watching the grassroots part of football you know is because you get a chance to see 
the Indomitian Sues when he's playing in Pop Warner and then watch him go to what he did at Grant and then Nebraska and then at one point was the most feared person in the NFL. Like, that's crazy to be able to see someone's someone's growth like that and to be to, to and watch them as kids do it is, is super special sometimes. So you always, again, football is awesome. And so just being able to watch that for even youth football was just something to talk about. Do you remember a YouTube sensation by the name of Cody Paul? Sounds familiar. I think it was Cody Paul was his name, not related to the annoying Paul brothers already on YouTube. But I kind uh, I kind of like Logan, but keep going. This kid got like millions of views because he had a little uh, Pee Wee football mixtape where he is just breaking these kids' ankles out there and just embarrassing them, like Reggie Bush esque type runs. And this is when YouTube was first popping off, mm-hmm. and it was again he became an internet sensation because of these videos. And I don't know, I think he went and played in college, but <laughs> Cody Paul was one of those kids out there in peewee football where he was just clearly better than all these other kids who are out there for like the first year with oversized pads and oversized helmets, and they can barely even move. And, and you know what happens? <laughs> Everybody grows up. And that's the, you know, when you, when you have these kids, these seventh and eighth graders who are just like absolute monsters, um, and their bodies matured more than everybody else and faster. Uh, sometimes they stop growing, and the other kids hit that growth spurt. And the other kids understand ath- athletically kind of what they're doing. And that, that happens to a lot of kids. You know, this is, I know it's football, but the Imani Bates kid, you know, was like oh, supposed to be the next Kevin Durant. Like that was, that was his trajectory, was to be the next KD. And sometimes, like, guys around you just get better. And, you know, sometimes you don't. You've reached the... Or you're just, you know, yeah, dumb. Or, I mean, or you, you, or, or <laughs> you just don't have, you like, I mean, or, you know, you get you get used by the system and the people around it, yep. and you get put in these terrible situations as kids. So, that's true. again, that's also something you see working in the youth sports part. So that's why it's important for me to have guys like you, Joe, that are out there coaching and that are out there, guys like Dusty, you know, that are out there trying to make sure they can tell kids, yeah, do this. And don't, I- don't be, don't. You know, you got people that love you and care about you. So yeah. don't go that route. Well, in the way that I'm uh, approaching coach, uh, being a coach is be the coach that you wanted to have that you never had. 100%. You know? 100%. Um, but, boy, I will say there was a reason why I never wanted to coach third and fourth graders. <laughs> oh. that, was, uh, that was something I told myself like five, six years ago where I was like, man, I'm not going to start coaching until maybe like sixth, seventh, eighth grade because, woof, it is rough. Yeah, yeah. We had a boy take the hand off and go basically like – run straight out of bounds and like keep running the opposite side. <laughs> yeah. It takes, it takes a while. It takes a while. A lot of repetition. I actually coached my son's third and fourth grade team uh, a couple of years ago and um, right before COVID. And it was, it was a struggle at points. Hey, they, they got really good in the second half of the games. Like first half was always a struggle. Second half, they'd start killing, but it'd be too late by then. You're already, you know, down three touchdowns and finally put two on the board. So it's a struggle, but you know, when they start understanding even those small little things that they start understanding, it's like, oh, you got it. Well, Very dude, good. what I love doing is hyping up their plays because they just – they'll swat a pass down and not even, like, realize what they did. Yeah, they just so are like, tell them, good job. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did that multiple times, like, where a kid would make a play and they just kind of stand up and they're like, all right, well, yeah, I just did that. And I'm like, dude, let's yeah. go. And the great thing about – skin right there. The great, great thing about Great kids, batted man, pass, bro. Let's they, go. They just want to impress the adults that are around doing that. So yeah. if you give them that little bit, little bit of encouragement – all the other kids don't be like, yeah, I want them. Okay. One of my uh, players yesterday, he um, at one point, he's just like, oh, we're eating. We're eating and does the feeding motion where good. he's. <laughs> good. I love it. 
You need I was that like, guy. You, I was you like, you got to be kidding. I was Make like, all right, captain. Oh, that's let's the, go. That's your captain right there. Uh, that kid, let's just say he was uh, he was making some plays on offense yesterday, yeah, for sure. That's your captain right yeah, there. Yeah, we were moving the ball on offense. We just need to, you know, finish off those drives. Kind of like the Ducks. We were uh, not efficient in the red zone yesterday, but we were uh, moving the ball a little bit yesterday. And I feel like uh, perfect segue, right? I was I was gonna say you perfect were on segue this morning with the segs. Gosh. Gosh. All right. Well, we have to talk about that Ducks game. Absolutely wild finish game. There's so much to talk about with that game. I don't even know where to begin. So we'll get to that. We will obviously get to Oregon State and USC and Corvallis last night. A single tear falls down my face for the Beavers and their uh, collective. It was um, they they gave it their best shot, but uh, Mm. wasn't wasn't good enough. And uh, we also have one more game in college football that I want to get to in this first hour um, that definitely will make Oregon Duck fans, a lot of them out there, happy. So, uh, I mean, Rashad, I think you might know what game I'm talking about. I might. Yes, yes. So, first, we will get to the Oregon Ducks. They win their first conference game, change the trajectory of their season. Boy, it was looking ugly there for about three and a half quarters and the Ducks pulled out against Washington State. We will get to their victory next. On Football Sunday, we got Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher, right here for you on the Odyssey app and 1080. The- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It slaps, though. Do you think so? It's a good one. Okay. Well, it's a good one. Agree or disagree? Um, the Ducks, they're going home next Saturday. God, look at him. Again, <laughs> he just keeps going Man. on fire. Um, the Ducks, they'll be playing, uh, how about this, next week, Stanford Rashad at 8 p.m. Oh, my God. Is this Hawaii? What is going on? Uh, Pack twelve after dark type stuff. After very dark. At, at that point, it will all had been dark for an hour. Let's just call these what these are. These are West Coast games. 
because no one. I'm gonna have to go Stephen and, A. here. The disrespect. Yeah, yeah. That's the no one on the you know within Eastern time frame is watching this game. Like unless you really really love college football, you really love Pac-12 football, and you really have like an affinity for you know. Poor defense and you yeah, know, kicking off like, at eleven o'clock at night on the East Coast. Come on, Are man. you kidding? On a, on a, on a it's, you said next Saturday. Yeah, Saturday come night, on, man. Saturday night, eleven o'clock. Huh? Go out to a bar in New mm. York, Atlanta, uh, um, Philadelphia. I feel Florida, like I, or you know, let's 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 watch USC and Oregon. I feel like I would be a good East Coast sports fan. I feel like I'd be one of those guys staying up till like one, two in the morning watching college football. I think that'd be dope. I already love it, the fact that we watch it until like 11 o'clock on the West Coast. So if you're giving me college football until 1, 2 in the morning, sign me up, baby. I don't know. Having I, to wait till noon, though, for kickoff would suck. It does. Starting at 9 a.m. is nice. Yeah, being being that we get that early start, you yeah. know, that's, that's awesome. Like, my cousin um, just moved to Dallas here um, recently, and so I think they're going to – uh, to a game sometime soon. He was like, man, the games will start to like noon. I was like, yeah, that's weird, man. Like, I mean, to get to like, that's that's super strange. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, 1 p.m. kick, or excuse me, yeah, like 1 One for kickoff. NFL really? on Sundays. Like, yeah. That's no. crazy. Couldn't do you know? it. So Couldn't. I want to w- wake up, roll over, watch football. Yeah. So I don't under, I don't know. I don't get how they, those, these 11 o'clock games on the East Coast benefit anybody in the in the Pac-12 they don't so it's kind of yeah I don't get it either and to continue this on fire segues here I don't get how the Oregon Ducks won that game yesterday Rashad (laughs) that was the most disgusting victory I feel like I've seen in a long time from a team (laughs) yeah it was I just again I said it in the last segment like I don't even know where to begin I mean the Ducks had every reason to lose that game. There was penalties. There was dumb mistakes. Like looking at the sideline at the snap of a ball and letting a receiver blow right by you for like a 30, 40-yard game. The pick six at the end of the first half. Again, just a lot of dumb mistakes. Uh, the bad tackling reared its head again. It was like, oh, my God. I felt like I was watching uh, Stanford from last year again is how it was going down. Yeah. And then – all of a sudden, less than seven minutes left, Ducks are down 12 points. At this point, I'm reserved with the loss. Like, I'm mentally preparing myself, for Rashad, for an L. And then Bo Nix and the Ducks offense, and then Mace Funa and the Ducks defense, they pull out 22 straight, take the lead, and sneak out of Pullman with the win. Just unbelievable. I hate the Ducks playing in Pullman. It's just such a death trap for them. They've lost so many games over there, it feels like, over the last 10, 15 years. And so coming out there with that win totally just changes the feeling of this season and the team and the mood. Wow. I just shot shocking win for the ducks, honestly. <laughs> oh no. I, I thought this game was over the, from the beginning of the game. I tweeted it. it. I tweeted yeah. it. I was saying it to my buddies who I was with. Yeah, I was like, man, over. I was like next possession. You know it's going to be watched. There's going to be a flag and there's going to be a PI and another late hit. And then we're going to lose. Like, you man, know what? that shows what us as football guys, as football, <laughs> you know, it, it, no, it really shows us all because, We've been hurt before. No, and 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 we've what we've been what we what we do often is you know a team gets in a situation and you're like okay well the game's over clearly this team isn't coming back, and then two attack of Iloa happens all of a sudden and you're like what the hell just happened here this game was over 
That's what you saw with Bo Nix and the Ducks last night in the fourth quarter. That game, they were dead in the water. It didn't look good. It didn't look – I stopped watching the game. I've, we have nothing else to look at at this point. You know, as I'm checking the scores, when I'm at the Pop Warner game, I'm like, oh, this is, this is getting bad, you know. But I have it on the phone. I'm still kind of watching. I don't need to see this anymore. And then Bo Nix, who has been playing really well the last couple of weeks, um, didn't start the game great yesterday. And then all of a sudden had just an amazing – he went 10 for 10 in the fourth quarter and score and, and led the team to, t- on to two touchdown drives, you know what I mean? Two uh, scoring drives down the field. Like it was amazing. It wasn't, it was an immaculate performance at the end of that game. And it, and, and it's sometimes it doesn't matter how you start. It's how you finish. hundred percent, man. And Bo Nix finished that game like a boss. Like seriously, like if you, if you looked at those highlights, I wouldn't think I was looking at Bo Nix like, man, precision passing down the field, for score for uh, for one eventual score, but was able to put his team in a position to to win, and then you get the big pick six, you know, at the end of the game. Like, hey man, like you you can't write it any better than that. Like that's something they'll probably make a short story about at some point because it's it was improbable. And like you said, going down to Wazoo is a death trap. Like I, I'd been going to Pullman for whatever reason. For some teams, I, again, like, I hate it. I hate ducks playing in Pullman. No, it is the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's not cool for them. It, much like, much like USC playing at, at Oregon at, State. At Oregon, yeah, it's just one of those things. Sometimes players or the, the Lakers used to have this thing when they came to Portland, and they just would have great games, but they just could not win in the Rose Garden. It was a weird thing. Kobe would put up 40, 45, and just could not get a W here in Portland. Sometimes it's just a matter of, you know. Some environments just don't don't bode well for you. And last night, uh, Oregon, you know, said nay to the to the crowd and still was able to come out with a big win. That again, they weren't that wasn't supposed to happen. They put up twenty what twenty four points in the in the fourth quarter. Hold on, I was just looking. At uh, they put up twenty nine points. Twenty nine points in the fourth quarter. Get out of here! Like where do, where does that happen? It very seldom ha- very seldom happens in football. And the Oregon Ducks were able to pull out a, a huge win, and they needed it because if they they lose this one. They start the season, you know, two and two. Uh, you can kiss any chance of of a, of a playoff or getting into that um, top five, six at all. You, you can you can say goodbye to that. So the Ducks have to win out for the rest of the season. And this was a good win against what a lot of people think is a really good Washington State team. And for I sure, think they are too. Man, you want to talk about a coming out party for Cam Ward? Oh my gosh, that was a, a very impressive game for him. And if he continues that this year and into next year, boy, I think we're looking at first round talent right there for Washington State. But whenever you throw the ball almost fifty times, you know, yeah. it, you're, you think good things are going to happen man. for you. So yeah. yeah. But to go back on Bo Nix, man, you said it. it. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. Dude threw a pick six, ugly pick six that went right to the linebacker. And he housed it. And at that point, again, that was a moment where you're like, oh, boy, this. Could- I thought he threw it to the linebacker. Like, oh, here, catch. And we were trying to look at the the film. We're wondering if it got tipped by the guy at the line that kind of lunged it like a little bit, throwing it off. But, I mean, still, ugly, takes it, houses it. And that's where you're like, oh, dude, this is. This is not this is not the day I think this is going to happen for Oregon, unfortunately. And then that second half, man, like you said, he went 10 for 10. Um, he threw for, I want to say, like 260, 270 yards in the second half. Um, he also threw a touchdown in the fourth quarter for the first time since like December 2020. Yeah, 
<laughs> and you, we were talking about this before the show is that, I mean, you made a good point. Like, you know, no offense to the Pac-12, but maybe things are a little bit easier for Bo Nix out here. Like, he went 33 for 44, 428 yards. Um, again, he was just surgical in that fourth quarter. Um, and this is really the third straight week now where he has looked damn good at quarter at quarterback. Not just running the ball, too, but yesterday he was a quarterback. No. And that was, again, reassuring to see him do all that, go deep on plays, and to respond after that pick six and have the game that he had. I mean, like, dude, Bo is definitely – He's, I think he earned a lot of uh, respect, a lot of fans yesterday, and maybe earned a few more uh, plays, pass plays downfield in the playbook going forward. Because, I mean, he proved it yesterday, hundred percent. They were calling him, people were calling him Boo Nicks for the longest time because they were upset about him. But if they're being honest, man, Bo Nicks is, you know, he's top thirty in the country as far as passing yards, if you can believe that. He's tied for 18th in the country for passing touchdowns. You know, there's only only 25 ranked teams. You know, and he and he's got uh, some some touchdowns there. He's doing everything that he should be doing. And yeah, I you know the fact that he's in the Pac-12 now, and he doesn't have you know guys that are going in the first, second, and third round on the defense typically at every single school. You know, playing like yeah, I think he might see a little bit of a of an advantage out there at some point because when he puts up numbers, he really puts them up. Like they're not small numbers, you know. If he's throwing over for over three hundred yards when he gets a chance to, you know, have a t- have chance have time to grow excuse, to throw, excuse me. But yeah, I think he's looking at at these defenses going. Oh, okay. Some bad throws. Like he went thirty three for forty four yesterday, and he had the one interception. That was a really bad throw. But outside of that, he played as well as you could want your your quarterback to play throughout that game, and especially in the fourth quarter. And so. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the Bo Nix bandwagon right now because uh, I think he's trending upwards. You know that was that was a great game against a great team. And again, you said you said you have to give Washington State a lot of credit for how well they played and how well they played to start the game. And they didn't start playing well, but they started the game playing well. And uh, the Ducks were able to respond though. So this is your leader now. You know, look at him. He's the captain. And just <laughs> just listen to Bo and just follow his lead. And hopefully you get there. That's uh, all you can hope for at this point. With this all being said, my God, the Ducks have a lot to clean up before next week. And I know Stanford is not looking that great, but you want to talk about a team that has been a thorn in your side for years? Talk about Stanford, right? I mean, just last year. Granted, that was down in Stanford in front of the 600 fans in their stadium. Um, so this year, Stanford coming to Oregon. Uh, I, I really hope Oregon is not a team that is completely different at home than they are away. That's what I'm nervous about this season going forward is if they just, you know, dominate at Odson, but then they have these close games or lose all yeah, the you. You know, their away games. I hear you. It's easy to, I mean, not easy, but, you know, but you man, can get amped up for an away game, especially somewhere that you're not used to winning. Yep. And so, you know, you, you have a little more energy going into those games. When you're at home, you slept in your own dorm or your own spot, or whatever, you know, you probably had your, you know, your, your lady friend over or something like, like it's just, Things are a little things are a little different, a little more relaxed, a little bit more comfortable. Exactly. Yep. And so yep. hopefully they keep that same energy as they move into this game against Stanford, because as we've been able to see in college football, anybody can get caught slipping. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, that 15 ranking, you know, is looking more like 26 and 27. Well, and you know, we we're up against it. We got to go. But one last thing I'll say on this is that the Ducks are lucky that they won this game, and it's a good thing they did. Because if I'm 
Coach Lanning, I'm telling them, you guys remember what happened this the first three and a half quarters, like the mistakes we made and how we were still able to pull this out. So if we play mistake-free football and we eliminate 50 to 75% of the things we did wrong today, imagine how good of a team we will be. Absolutely. Again, there were so many things that went wrong, uh, self-inflicted on the Ducks yesterday, that if they truly want to be great and they realize what happened yesterday, that they were able to escape despite all those flaws that they had, mm-hmm. man, what can we be like if we clean that up? And it's still early in the season. You know, spring ball and everything, that's a good way to see about how, how athletic some of your receivers are and stuff like that, how fast some of your, your running backs are. But you can't really gauge how great of a team you are. This is still, if we're being honest, it's still kind of preseason for them. You know, they're still working themselves into uh, football shape and game shape, and hopefully they're almost there. But, you know, you just have to take the good with the bad. There was a lot of bad, but it ended up being great. So <laughs> a lot know, of bad that ended up leading to absolutely a lot being, of good end up being great for you. So you just have to take those mistakes and, and sure them up for the next for next week's game against uh, USC or well, Stanford. Excuse me. Well, I definitely needed a cigarette after last night's game. That's for sure. And I don't even smoke cigarettes. Yeah. My God. All right. Uh, we're going to get to a sports center update update here in a second, but we've got the Beavers next Rashad. Unfortunately, the perfect season will not have happen for Oregon state. I right. know. I know there was a great chance of it happening, but they fall to USC 17-14 late in Corvallis last night. We will get to that next here on Football Sunday. But first, Sports Center. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Update.
Football Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Let's go. Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor, Remy Boys up in here, Rashad. Is this, wait, is this Betty Wap? Oh, yeah. Say what's up, hello. Is that that one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 1738. Come on. 1738. I still don't know what any of that means, but. You know, I, uh, his uh, first debut album, I think self-titled. Don't it, do it. It's, uh, it's a guilty pleasure. I don't mind pulling that one out. It's got a few good ones on there from time to time. It'd be like that sometimes. There's... Harmonize with Fetty Wap from time to time. Yeah, no, thank you. But there's, <laughs> there's sometimes that there's sometimes that, yeah, I can't listen to that. But there's Remy sometimes you, you hear certain people and you're like, I'm not supposed to like this, but I do. Like uh, to me, and uh, he has a, a documentary on Prime. But if you haven't heard much, Little Baby, hey man, I'm not supposed to like him because he's like the new age, you know, new age rap. But yo, he's really spitting, and I, I don't, I didn't wasn't crazy about his voice, but I got. Over that, and was like, man, you're really he he's, really, he's really got bars. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to anybody that's got bars. Um, you know, I wish I had some sort of segue from that to the Oregon State Beavers, and I don't, Rashad. I, I'm dropping the ball. No, it's all good. I I'm, mean, I'm hey, sorry. two out of three ain't bad. I'm man. dropping the ball. Yeah, unlike the USC Trojans were with Chance Nolan passes coming their way. Bam, there he there, is. There's there a segue. There Perfect. Unfortunately, that was uh, you know. A negative towards the Beavers, uh, so sorry out there, Beaver fans. But uh, you know, I don't think you can throw four interceptions and um, expect to win. I mean, I don't think I'm uh, being uh, too crazy with that statement there. I mean, the fact that the Beavers were even that close to winning the game despite four interceptions, and granted, the fourth one at the end was you know to seal the game. So three throughout the most of the game, I guess you could say. But uh, man, the Beavers. Again, they almost did it, Rashad. They almost did it again to USC. That place is where great USC teams go to die. And uh, they, they they had Caleb Williams, and that offense shook last night. Man, they were... <sighs> I know, man. I'm, man I, last I felt... night, I, I root for the Beavs in these situations. I want them to win these games. It's like the one time throughout the year where I will pull for them. And so them to be that close and not get that victory, I was just like, Oh, damn it. I want that top 25 matchup at the end of the year. Yeah, I felt so, so bad for for B fans. Uh, I feel bad for the teams because you were you were a minute and 19 seconds away from beating USC at home. You were 79 seconds away from that being the case, and all of a sudden, that fast, things change for you. And... Man, I, I was I was shocked. I mean, you look at that whole game; it's messed up because Oregon State was winning most of that game. Yeah, I think USC might have led for a total of like maybe eight minutes of that entire game. I, Oregon State I, it was, could even be less than that. Yeah, I, I don't know if like I know it was like the, yeah. Well, the, they they scored that touchdown in the fourth, in the fourth to take and, the lead, and then they didn't score until like there was like maybe five minutes yeah. left in the game. So yeah, maybe about eight or nine minutes that entire game that they didn't that they they weren't in the lead and then you lose it at the very end um man i, I felt really bad for them uh, uh, bo nix had a terrible game but chance nolan chance nolan i'm so sorry bo nix had an amazing game chance nolan uh had an four man, four interceptions no man, touchdowns him and caleb williams they both no, it was not a great game for quarterbacks it, it was it was not an awesome it was not an awesome night you know for for quarterbacks in corvallis and 
you wonder what happened and you wonder where things went wrong. You know, there's been some uh, some injuries and uh, we weren't really sure if, if Fenwick was going to play, you know, at a point. Uh, at least I remember early in the week he was, you know, kind of dealing with some injuries. And so now here you are, you're winning most of the game, which everybody's looking at like, oh, crap, I think Oregon State's going to actually, they're going to actually do this. And the last time I checked the score, like they were up and I was like, they're going to, they're going to win this game. That's awesome. And then I checked and three minutes later and the game was over and USC won. Like it was, it was literally that fast. And what's good is we're in a position now to where we almost expected Oregon state to compete in that game and win, right? Like they've, they've shown us enough in the past little bit to let, let us know that they at least they're at least competitive and they want to win first two games of the season, first three games of the season. They, okay. They made some stuff happen. Beeves are great. This game, up until the last minute and a half, the bees were great. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going with that because even with four picks thrown by Chance Nolan, they were still in a position to win, and they almost won that game. And so, again, when we talked about Oregon going back and fixing those first-half mistakes that they made, you know, the Beavs have to go back and, and fix really the, the, the sounds now that seems seem like a quarterback issue, you know, at this point, everything else looked like it was working enough. The defense played really, really well. You yeah. have to give Oregon state's defense a whole lot of credit for them to be able to keep, keep up with really some of those athletes and horses that USC has. And they kept them in check for all of a minute and 29 seconds of the game. Like they, you know, everything, but that little last little pit of the game, last minute, and 19 seconds, they had them in check. And so, um, you go back to the drawing board. You know, I still we all still believe in Jonathan Smith and the job that he's doing up there. We've seen the progression. Like Oregon State's what three and is that three and one? Uh, yeah, first loss this season three and one. Three and one. State like now. here they are. Like you remember last year when we were saying, are they going to get to six wins? Are they going to get to a bowl? Like the the goal at this point is a bowl. Yeah, well I think the goal is still a bowl, but the goal is also probably around nine wins this season for Oregon State. And I still think they can get there. Uh, considering how well the defense played yesterday, that showed me more than the offense, if I'm being honest, just because that could have got really ugly really fast considering um, the the coach that USC has and the offense that he wants to run and, you know, some of the, the athletes that USC tends to get. And they didn't. They didn't fold. They didn't break. You know, they were able to hold it down for most of the game. So I'm still I'm still a Beaver believer. I still think that they can pull pull out some great uh, great wins this season. And uh, I think you said they have Stan. Who do they have next week? Uh, next week, uh, next week, man. Uh, I've been saying in my updates that it, it ain't going to get much easier because they have to go to Utah, Utah next yeah. week. And you know, we already know Utah is probably the best overall team, you know, in the Pac-12 at the moment. Potentially, um, yeah. Potentially. Um, arguable uh, that they. I mean, they are definitely between USC, Oregon, and Utah right now. You can make a case for really any could. one of them. I think, but. Really um, good. The thing with Utah is uh, Oregon State did beat them last year, and uh, it was in Corvallis, so you are now playing at Utah, and you probably got some seniors and juniors on that team that might be a little pissed off from last year. Oh, absolutely. So um, So it's going to be a great game. And this is going to be, again, another one of those measuring stick games for Oregon State. So how they perform in this game is going to tell us a whole, whole lot about who this team really is. Yeah. And I think that's the important part. Yeah. Um, We're up against it. I want to just finish off uh, with a couple more thoughts on the Beavers and then uh, some college football thoughts before we go into the second hour. So we will get to that next here on Football Sunday. Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... (laughs) 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Football Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday here, Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor. How y'all doing out there? Um, oh, I didn't mention before the show, text 503-250-1080 to interact with us. You can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. Rashad Taylor is TaylorMade503. Um, quick programming note. And I will mention it at the end of the show. Rashad and I will have the next two Sundays off. Yes, we will. Because the Seahawks are... are Messing uh, with our money. Yes. Is what they're doing. They are overlords. They decide... They basically get to decide our schedule during the football season. Uh, And they have back-to-back 10 a.m. games uh, next week and the week after. So that means uh, Rashad and I will go on a little hiatus, and we'll uh, see you all back on um, the 16th of October. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I know. So um, with that being said, also, in the next hour, we're going to do a little thing where uh, what do we think the teams are going to be like when we get back to the show? Because uh, some teams will have played three games by then, some two. So we're going to try and uh, predict uh, some records and what the team's seasons will look like at that point. Um but, Rashad, I wanted to talk about the Beavers just a little bit more there. Um, but you brought it up about their defense, man. Trent Bray and the Beavers' defense were definitely the stars of yesterday. They had Caleb Williams. There were some shots of him on the sideline where he just looked dejected. Lincoln Riley was having to pump him up. Like, he went 16 for 36. That was an amazing performance by that defense. And it's, it really sucks that they just couldn't hold on for the last couple of drives. And you know, bend, but not break. And again, it's, it's funny that you see USC and Oregon state, the two offensive teams go into a 17, 14 defensive battle. Um, Dusty, actually, he mentioned this on uh, Twitter. He's like the two defensive coaches played to a 44, 41 shootout while the two offensive coaches played a 17, 14 slobber knocker, just like we all thought. <laughs> So, yeah, yesterday was a pretty interesting uh, day in the Pac-12. Um, but for Oregon State, man, that defense was awesome. And uh, it's unfortunate because Chance Nolan looked like he was kind of heading in the right direction. And then you have a game like this where he throws for eighty yards, if that. I don't think he even got to that much. I think it was like 167. 167. Yeah, 167. Um Four picks. Again, the last one, kind of desperation in a sense where they're having to push it downfield. But, again, when he threw that last pick, it bounced off a USC player's hands and then tip drill right into another guy's hands and interception game over. So 
it, it is unfortunate that this is a regression for Chance Nolan, and it's at home that it happened too. Um, it definitely takes some uh, wind out of the sails for Oregon State going forward. And again, man, it's like next week you're now going you to Utah, which is one of the best home environments, you know, this side of the Rockies, um, outside of you know Autzen, um, maybe Washington. I mean, they go crazy in Utah. So Chance Nolan. Boy, he's going to have to respond, not just from a bad performance, but he's going to have to respond at one of the toughest uh, home environments in the Pac-12 and really, and like I said, in the West Coast here. It's called competitive greatness. Be at your best when your best is needed. Uh, last night you saw it from Bo Nix. When they needed him to be amazing, he was down the stretch. And we've seen some of these games from Chance Nolan before to where you know we've seen him get pulled you know, towards the end of the game and, and let the uh, – whomever else is playing quarterback kind of come in and try to make something happen, which can't feel great, you know, being benched or, you know, tw- uh, towards the end of the game when you should be in there trying to get a win. But he's got to play better, and he's got to play smarter because everybody else on your team played well yesterday. Jam Griffin played well. Fenwick played well. And he was even a little banged up, but they both end up getting into the end zone. The receivers, when they were actually able to get the ball – you know, tr- tried to make plays. Your defense, you were able to come out with a couple sacks, a bunch of solo tackles in the in the open field, which was impressive. Like, you know, sometimes uh, there's not a lot of great tackling when guys get into the open field. And, you know, you saw a lot of that, a lot of downfield tackling, which was awesome for Oregon State. So everybody played their part. And you just ma- imagine, like, even if he plays uh, better even by a small margin, then they probably win that game. If he throws three picks instead of four, then they might have an opportunity to win that game. If he gets it just into the end zone one time, who knows? We're sitting here saying that Oregon State's officially back. They've knocked off USC again, and unfortunately that didn't happen. But, uh, again, I'm, I'm not really ready, ready to sell the farm yet on Oregon State. I think they're still – uh, they still got some growing to do, and they still have some maturing to do. But for right now, I like the things that I see that they have in place. Uh, your biggest question mark is your quarterback at this point, and I do think Chance Nolan can play. We've seen him play well. This is his first really bad game of the season, and I just you hope it's his last one. Yeah, for real. You really hope it's his last one. Um, with that being said, too, like having the four interceptions, um, as great as the defense played, no f- turnovers were forced. And that's, you know, plus four uh, turnover margin for USC. That's um, that's rough. Like, when the defense can't force turnovers to negate the ones that you are causing, um, th- that's tough to overcome as well. So, yeah. um, But, Rashad, uh, before we move on, I do have to bring this up. I don't want to spend a whole segment on it, but it does have to be mentioned. Uh, favorite thing from the weekend? Probably Middle Tennessee State beating Miami. Oh, my God. I was watching that game because I was I was at my buddy's and he had a he had the three TV set up. It was like a sports bar, so we had Ducks and uh, Washington State on one, and Miami, uh, Middle Tennessee State on the other. That was that. I mean, the optics of that game alone, coupled with Miami's performance in that loss, that has to be one of the worst losses, if not the worst loss in Miami's history, Rashawn. And I'm not even kidding you about that. 
I don't know. They had some pretty embarrassing losses. Well, uh, we'll have to go. We'll have to pour through the Miami. I was a books. huge Miami fan Dude, when I I'm was t- in high school and stuff like that. Like we used to, our high school teams used to just kind of meet and watch. This is when Michael Vick. When I was a senior, Michael Vick was the best player in college of Virginia Tech, and the Hurricanes were just dominant, running over Everybody. everyone yeah. at that point. So it was like must see TV on Saturday. Like we. Whether we won or lost our game, we'd get with some of our teammates and we would just watch those guys play. And it was just – that Miami team was amazing. And they sucked for a while. I'm telling you, it was – because I say it's one of the worst losses because, A, it was Middle Tennessee State. It's not a matter of, like, uh, Miami beat themselves. Dude, Middle Tennessee put it on them and just waxed them. They had touchdown – I've said it in my update earlier that they had touchdown passes of 98 yards – 71 yards and 69 yards and again they like they beat the brakes off Miami and then they would show um like wide angle shots of the stadium Rashad mm-hmm. oh my god it there was from even at the beginning of the game it, it looked like that stadium was maybe 15 20 percent full yeah one of the worst college environments uh college game day environments is probably Miami their own quarterback who they benched yesterday by the way um I, I think it's Tyler Van Dyke he went and even said about playing away games he likes to play away games more because he actually gets the college game day environment the college campus environment whereas Miami you got to drive 30 minutes to get to the stadium from the school they gotta they gotta prove they're good like we like I'm, it's one of those things like when you live in a in a in a place like Miami, Florida, like you better be able to compete. With you, you saw what the, you saw what happened with Heat fans during the NBA Finals. Heat fans they weren't leave. even in their seats yet; like they didn't really care. Like, and that. then as Why? soon as they're losing, they leave. They're like, "We got hey, we have a mixer to go to." Exactly. I, I, there, I there's so many other cool things to go to. <laughs> so you know what you better be doing. Is winning. winning. <laughs> and for the last few years, Miami has not been winning. So why would I go to that game? Like, they couldn't give those tickets away. Now, I guarantee, once they start winning, you're not going to be able to get those tickets. The Golden State Warriors, at a point, they were giving tickets away. Like, here, come to this game, please. Now, do you know how much those Warrior tickets are? Please, you're not just getting in. So it's just one of those things, man. When winning brings in all the people. Miami has to get to that winning, back to their winning ways. And I'm not mad at uh, Cristobal for leaving. I'm not mad. Like, listen, that's a dream school for him. That's a school that he went to. He's, that's where he learned sure how to do all this stuff. I'm sure he is just pissed. No, of today. course he is. But, you know, I think <laughs> when you first take over any program, I think it's tough at first. I, I very seldom see guys come in year one and just take off. And when they do, it's like, wow, that's impressive. And that's the one thing I don't like about college football is that I feel like guys get canned way too early. It's like, can, you, can they get a couple recruiting cycles? Yeah. Can they, you know, start to make the team their own? But, uh, man, the, someone just texted in. Hurricanes getting stopped on fourth and goal at the one, immediately followed by a 99-yard bomb down the sideline the other way was a priceless moment. Rashad, it really was. It was great watching this game because it wasn't fluky. It wasn't a matter of like, oh, they're just running the ball and running the clock out, and it was like a 17-10 to victory. 44-31, to Middle Tennessee just put it on them. And uh, another great part about the game is Middle Tennessee State's coach played at florida state right so having that florida state miami angle for him made it even better again one of the best things i saw obviously uh besides the ducks comeback victory um miami that game in middle tennessee middle tennessee state winning that was fantastic yes it was yes it was so i mean 
anytime you know, it, it feels like a little vindication for Oregon fans, like, huh, that's what you get. No, no, no. Oh no. yeah, I was on a Reddit after, and there was a lot of like all sales final. <laughs> like, yeah, Miami. Yeah, no, nope, he's yours. Him. Keep him. He's yours. Oh man. All right, so we'll go into the second hour again. We're gonna. Um, I mean, football starting. Yeah, we got NFL. It always catches me off guard. We we go ducks and beavers and college football, and before I know it, it's ten o'clock and NFL's kicking off. But um, we got second hour for you. Plenty more football, of course. It's football, football, football. That's all we talk about on Football Sunday right here on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 